Hello, and welcome back to Project Healing. This is Catherine Ann, psychic medium and intuitive healer, coming at you with an episode that is overdue. Yes, I realize that we are only four episodes in, but it dawned on me that I never shared my experience of how I found out that I was psychic and what an important story that is to be told and why I'm doing any of this to begin with. Okay. So first things first, I feel like a lot of people are going to resonate with a lot of these stories. And if they do, and you don't really know what to do with this information, please reach out and get in touch with me because it's a whole new world when you learn to connect with your intuitive abilities. If you're someone who has them and is not connected and tapped into it and not controlling it in a way that, um, working with it in a way that's helpful for you rather than harmful. Okay. So starting out when I was a kid, I recall having very, very vivid dreams. Okay. And these dreams would have, they felt like fairy tales almost. They had so much color and they were so real. And I would tell these stories about these dreams. My mom and my brother and my sister would all like, Oh, Katie's telling stories again. And it was so funny because I would get so upset and looking back now, I know why it's because these dreams were so real. They were messages coming to me from spirit and I didn't realize it. Um, Years later or at the same time, I feel like a lot of it is all blurred together to be honest. Um, I can remember driving to Girl Scout meetings and seeing kids playing on the side of the road that just didn't really connect. I remember playing ironically ghost in the graveyard with my friends And seeing the spirit of, I would see this little boy in a gray t-shirt and jeans go running between the shed and the fence of my parents' home, but it was really never anyone who was there. And I would see him and I'd be like, someone else is with us. No one would believe me, whatever, whatever. And then I recall coming home from a friend's house, walking home. I grew up in a really small town in upstate New York. We walked everywhere and everything was nearby and safe and really just such a slice of Americana growing up where I did. So anyway, I was walking home and I saw very clearly a man standing in front of my neighbor's tree who was not my neighbor, not like he wasn't there. There was like something that was different. Like he was like clear, but not like kind of foggy. I remember seeing him standing there smoking a pipe and making eye contact with me and just getting the most like bone chilling feeling down to my spine. And I ran all the way to our side door, which was like steps away. And I turned and I looked and he wasn't there, but it was like I said, steps away, like just poof, he was gone. Remember that scared the ever loving crap out of me. And then I would hear people going up and down the stairs at my mom's house. I would hear conversations of men in the kitchen. I'd hear them open the side door, walk up the few steps into my mom's kitchen and like pull kitchen chairs out and sit. I even went so far as to call when I was older, I called my brother who had since moved out of the house. And I was like, you have to come over, Jake, you have to come over. You have to come over. Someone's in mom's house. And no one was there. Freaked me out so bad. I would hear my name whispered all the time. Lights would go on and off. I would have these just weird dreams. I remember being on high school swim team and thinking my dad's not going to make it to my meet because he's going to hit a deer. Lo and behold, that night he hit a deer, didn't make it to my meat. It just completely, all of these things 
that happened. Hindsight, how did I not know that something else was going on? But when you're not exposed to it and you're not, I don't know, you're just, you're not exposed to it. So why would I be aware of something going on with myself? Why would I know I was psychic if I really didn't even know what that meant? I just thought weird things were happening. Um, I had an experience where I had a hand come down at my face and tell me that it would follow me wherever it went. It spoke in German. We happened to have a German teacher at our school. I took Spanish, I would like to say. And she explained to me that that was something that a stalker would say to someone that it was like never going to let out of, it, out of its grip. So that really scared the ever-loving daylight out of me. And I can recall being at my grandmother's house, which was a that house in and of itself has a bajillion stories to tell about it. Just feeling really unsettled. They're walking up and down the stairs and feeling like someone was about to grab me. And I, I realized that everywhere I lived, I went to another apartment. I lived in a townhome. I lived in another apartment. I think I've been in three or four apartments since I moved out of New York state to Virginia. Every single place I lived had something weird happening there. There was the apartment that I had in Virginia Beach. It was called Runaway Bay Apartments. I could not turn the TV off without like, I would I would literally in my 20s turn the TV off from right next to my bedroom and then close the door behind me because I felt like someone was watching me the whole time and no one was watching me. Uh, come to find out that a girlfriend of mine had the same feeling and she is very intuitive as well. She actually... It blows my mind that she's not doing what I'm doing right now, to be honest. She kind of introduced me to a lot of this. And I just, regardless, um, I would have that experience. There was an apartment in a really bad part of town there where I would hear people like getting sick at night. I would hear them partying and drinking and doing all this crazy stuff. And it got to the point that it was so bad. I filed a noise complaint with the office The office was like, nobody lives there. You're the only one on that floor in your building. Oh, okay. Even the dog would scratch at the wall over there. So he was hearing it too. Everywhere I went had something happen. Every friend's house I stayed at, I would feel things. The the shadows I would see in my mom's house, the dreams I would have of people coming to me who had passed away, the dreams I would have as I got older, after my grandmother passed away in 2012, I started having dreams where she would bring people to me who had passed. And I had one where the brother of a kid I went to high school with, he passed away in a motorcycle accident. And that kid came to me in a dream and he said, I need you to check on on my brother's kid. And I thought, "Mm, his brother doesn't have a kid. That doesn't sound right to me. Lo and behold, little Facebook stalking, his brother does have a child. So, I mean, what do you do with that? I want you to check on my brother's kid. I don't even know your brother. How how weird would that be? So all of this stuff started happening. I would have these conversations at my grandmother's kitchen table in dreamland with people who had passed away. And it was the strangest thing. I would even, I would see people that I, I didn't know had passed away and I'd look it up and I'd be like, yep. I didn't know it, but there's the obituary. So things, um, oh my God, I can't even believe that I didn't even think of this one. In, I believe it was also 2012, there was a plane that crashed into an apartment complex in Virginia Beach. It landed in the courtyard and nobody was hurt. The two pilots ejected themselves. Um, it's There's a lot of Navy bases down here. So it was a, it was a flight that 
something had gone wrong and I heard the engine chopping out and I knew like you could see the plane was going to go down. It was a really, really crazy experience. But I dreamt for weeks before that happened that there was a plane crash in a courtyard. The only difference was that it happened at our building, but it was so strange. And as soon as it happened, my roommate was calling me. He's like, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? Because I had told him because I had the dream so many times it was freaking me out. And then it actually happened. So these huge things kept happening around me and I still wasn't connecting it. Um, It got to the point where it got to the point where, I mean, it was overwhelming. It was affecting my anxiety. It was creating anxiety. And I went to, at 29 years old, I went to have a psychic reading at a friend's, at a gathering that a friend was having. And she was like, you're going to really like this. You should come. I thought, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I've always loved going to psychics. I played with tarot cards when I was a kid. I was the weird kid who made like witchy brews and kettles in the backyard kind of thing. Not literally kettles. It was, but okay. So anyway, it doesn't really make it any better to explain it more. So (laughs) I went to this party and I had my reading done and I remember looking, it was, uh, she ended up mentoring me. Her name is Ambrosia Matthews. She actually has a podcast called Inner Bloom Podcast. And she sat me down and she said, you're psychic and you're reading people without their permission. And it's rude. You've got to stop. I thought, what, what is she talking about? And she started talking to me about a conversation I had had with my mom earlier in the day. And I had put her on speakerphone because I felt like she was getting an attitude with me. So I put her on speakerphone so that my, sorry, mom, if you're listening, so that my husband could hear. And when we hung up, I said, did you hear that? Did you hear how mad she was at me? I don't really know how to do this any differently. And I don't even remember what the argument was about. But my husband was like, hmm. Her energy was fine. She sounded fine. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear any attitude in her voice at all. And I said, she is so mad at me and she's just not telling me. She thinks that I don't know. So I went to this reading and I'm being told that I'm psychic. And Ambrosia said, remember that conversation you had with your mom this morning? You heard her say one thing, but you knew that she meant something completely different. That's what I'm talking about. You're not invited to that conversation with her. She's inviting you to the words she's saying out loud, not to the sentiment behind it. That disconnect that you feel with other people where you're feeling their emotions and you're feeling their inner thoughts, that is your being psychic. That's what you're doing. And then she said, you feel like every place you've ever lived in has been haunted. I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, it has been. She's like, it's not the places you've been. It's you. You can see them. You can feel them. You can connect to them. This is what you're doing. She goes, you really don't know that you're psychic. <laughs> like even blew her mind that I didn't know that I was doing this for my entire life. So hindsight, yeah, I should have known a long time ago. But I quickly, I went from, that reading was in the beginning of March. I signed up for her intuitive classes right away. I remember thinking, if this costs some made up amount of money, I'm not going to do it. This is dumb. But I logged on and I thought, you know, you've done some pretty stupid things with a lot more money than this is going to cost you right now. Let's try it. The very first night I connected to a family member of hers and felt things within my body 
during that reading that I had never felt before. I, I knew that I was connecting to something other than what was within myself. And doing a psychic reading for her, I was able to see things about her life that I I didn't know. I always thought I was making up stories about people or just assuming things about them. But it was actually content that I knew. It was things about them that was coming through from a different from a different perspective, from a different way. It was coming through psychically a different sense that I didn't realize that I had. And I have to imagine that a lot of other people are out there who get these intuitive hits and these feelings and feel these disconnects between what people say and what they mean and what they think and what they say and all of those things. There are more people out there who have that uncertainty. And maybe you're wondering why I'm talking the, talking about this on a podcast about healing. But when you are constantly bombarded with extra energy and with, with all of these things going on around you, it creates trauma, right? You're seeing people who have passed away. You're not knowing how to handle it. You're confusing yourself. You're questioning your sanity. You're, you're feeling the energy of people who are who are maybe angry or sad or depressed, and you're taking all of that on. And I realized too, she explained to me, she said, when you wait tables, you leave and you're exhausted, but it's not a physical exhaustion. You're emotionally drained because you're not protecting your energy. You're an empath. You connect with people's feelings and you take them on yourself and you've got to stop. You've got to learn to like bubble off, quote unquote. So you put a protective energy bubble around yourself and you you tell them in your head that they can't have your energy, that it's just yours. And you're going to find that you feel a lot better. And she was right. And then she started having me lean into the energy of my boss who made me a little bit uncomfortable. And I could see what it felt like to pick up that energy. It was the kind of thing, it, it, was, it was an experiment, but it was so eye-opening to see everything that I was taking on without ever having realized it and to be able to shut it off and to turn it on at my will, at my leisure, so to speak, was the most empowering moment of my life. Those four weeks that I spent with Ambrosia 100% changed the trajectory of my life. And that is to say, I almost didn't go to that party because I really wanted to back out. But I paid for the reading and I wanted to get my money's worth. So I went and thank God that I did. So I connected with her. I took her classes. She told me, what, what do you want to do with this? She asked, what, what do you want to do with this gift? And I, I looked at her and I said, without hesitation, I want to do what you're doing. I want to help people feel better about their lives. I want to give people closure. I want to give them peace and understanding. And if this is my gift, I'm supposed to use it. I want to use it how you're using it. So she said, okay, well, then you have to tell the world what you're doing. She's like, post it on Facebook, right? It's not official until it's Facebook official. So that's exactly what I did. I made a post. I said, listen, I've been studying my intuition. I would like to do readings for $10 for practice for X amount of people. It'll be a 20-minute reading, blah, blah, blah. And that was in April of 2019. Fast forward at the end of April, I quit my job of eight years and it was waiting tables. Yes. So I realized it wasn't something that I had worked on forever or anything like that, but I had been there for eight years and that place had become my family because I live 
far away from my own family geographically. And the place that I worked really had a very warm and comforting feeling to it, but it had gotten to a place where it was becoming toxic for me and my patterns and my behaviors. And regardless, it took a lot to quit. So I quit that job. I walked away from it and I launched my website. I started doing readings. I started tracking my income with it. I started, I I took a a Reiki level one and two course so I could become attuned as a Reiki practitioner because I just kept feeling called to heal, heal, heal. And my healing sessions led me to ancestral healing, which we will talk about in more depth in other episodes. But it was all because I was spiritually guided to go to this reading. So when something speaks very loudly to you, listen, listen to your gut, especially if you find that more often than not, when you listen to logic, you kind of get screwed over. That's me. I, I was the kid in school who graduated toward the top of her class. I was in national honor society. I was first chair flute, like really on the fast track to go do whatever I wanted through whatever college program I could possibly be a part of. And I could have done any of those things, but none of it ever fit. And when this started happening for me, it started happening at a speed that I never thought I could see and I never thought that I could be a part of. And everything started syncing up so perfectly. My income at that job was steady. I knew what I was bringing in and I was able to budget off of that. And then I was still barely getting by though, doing this all of a sudden, It was like, even if there was less money, then magically we owed less bills or whatever came through or more money just came in. Like when you're working in alignment with what it is that you're supposed to be doing with you're working in alignment with yourself, things just magically start falling into place. And that's exactly what happened. So maybe you're not intuitive and maybe you're not psychic and maybe you're not a medium or you're not a healer or whatever. And I do believe that everyone is intuitive to some level. It's just a matter of strengthening that muscle. Maybe your message from this episode is that if you're feeling called to do something, stop hesitating and just go for it. There are a million reasons not to do something. You're always going to find a reason to back out. Just go for it. Leap blindly because it has the power to change your life. It really, truly does. Um, So from there, after a year of working as a psychic, I thought, you know, I'm going to go on this spiritual retreat. So I went to Sedona, Arizona. I love saying it like that. It's just got such a good flow, right? Um, I went to Sedona on a spiritual business retreat with Ambrosia and the Inner Bloom podcast. And While I was there, I learned a lot about my spirituality and I learned a lot about how I don't need to have control over everything and that I have this voice that needs to be shared around healing and that there are so many different healing modalities that are coming into play now and in the near future, but it's my job to not kind of like abandon ship, right? It's it's, it's our job to lean into what we're good at so that we can help other people and Through that, I was able to host a small um, healing ceremony around ancestral healing and healing the, the energy that we carry from our ancestors, these patterns that are, that are basically, um, it's like, it's learning and healing from these inherited emotional and unhealthy patterns or unresolved traumas from our lineage 
we're, we're able to release this from our energetic patterns that are tied to our ancestors and we're able to move forward in them. So people who struggle with like money problems, no matter what they do, relationship problems, they struggle with, they have bad relationships with their parents, who have bad relationships with their parents, who so on and so forth. And it just continues back in people's lineage. I started working in that sentiment and I, I realized that there's such a deep calling for healing on an ancestral level so that we can continue to grow in our own healthy patterns for future generations. So we can hold space for each other and be there for each other and understand each other in ways that we haven't been able to so far. All because I finally leaned into my intuition and trusted my gut and went to that stupid party that I did not want to go to that ended up being the least stupid thing that I've ever done because it would 100% change my life. 20 minutes and my life was turned upside down in the best way possible for the rest of time. And now I'm part of this incredible community. And by that, I don't mean a cult or anything. I mean that I understand what it's like to spread love and light to people in a way that I never knew was even possible. And it's my calling and my mission in life to continue to do so. So if any of this resonates with you today, if you have any questions about your intuition, about the hits, about the synchronicities of seeing like 1111 or 222 and stuff like that, about hearing from your guides or hearing from spirits or seeing loved ones who have passed, stuff like that. If you have questions about that and you feel like you need to lean into that more, get a hold of me. Let me know because it's a really scary place to live in that energy when it's not in your realm of control. And it's so empowering to get it under control. Don't be the person who wakes up day after day, dipping into other people's energy and letting them suck from your energy. You have to learn to control it. Um, and I do want to make it a practice to share a story about a reading with each and with, with each episode and how these psychic readings offer healing, how it's not just the specific healing work that I do, but it's these readings in general that offer that. So I actually had not too long ago, a reading with a mother who had lost her son and she really needed to hear from him anything, any small thing. Cause she wasn't trusting the signs that were around her. And when she was able to hear that he was with, I just kept seeing three dogs. I kept saying there are two, I believe it was two golden retrievers and one German shepherd. It might've been the other way around now that I think about it. But after I said that to her and I explained the clearing that he was standing into, standing near next to these pine trees, she said, that's where those dogs were laid to rest. And he was obsessed with his dogs. So she was able to see him in that sense and, and get at least a little bit of peace for a moment that she knew he was there and he was with her. And these, these readings, they all offer a level of comfort. They all offer a level of direction to help you heal and propel yourself forward in your life and in your healing journey. It's something that looks different for everybody, but it's something that I, I welcome you to give a shot. And if you are so interested I will be doing live readings on air and I would love to give a reading to you on air, which would be free. All you need to do 
is leave a review on iTunes or Spotify and follow or subscribe to Project Healing so that we can continue to spread love and light along the way to everybody whose ears need to hear this. You are not alone in your healing journey. I am here to walk alongside of you and help you in your story. And if you feel that your story is something you'd like to share, then by all means, let me know. And I am happy to give you the platform to do that because we all heal with the vulnerability of others. You can show your true colors and your struggle and other people can benefit and strengthen from knowing that they are not alone. So thank you so much for tuning into Project Healing today. I will be back next Wednesday as every week. And in the meantime, you can find me on Facebook at Catherine Ann Intuitive every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time for a free hour of live readings. I'm also on Instagram and the TikTok, as us old people like to say, and I'm not that old. Um, I also can be found at my website, katherineannintuitive.com. But if you like what you heard today, leave a review and you could win the monthly free 20-minute reading that will be on air. Love to all of you, light to all of you, and I cannot wait for next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you.